You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Mark, I don't know what it means, but <laughs> I was told to say that. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector at Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, Executive Director uh, of the Cathedral. How are you, Mark, this morning? It means you're a YouTube celebrity. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> <laughs> Get me laughing there. So, how's your week going? Good, good, very, very good. Um, keep everybody keep in prayer. Father Don Headley, who passed away, the funeral is tomorrow. tomorrow. He's been so involved in the archdiocese in the, His, the Hispanic Inst, the Spanish Institute. He was Saint Mary of the Woods. You when he him. retired in nineteen, no, take back in two thousand two from Our Lady of Mercy. I gave him a call, thanks to Father Leo Mann, and said, Don. Join us on the staff at St. Mary of the Woods. He did. He stayed for 19 years. Yes. He just turned 89 on July 11th and passed away, I think, on July 16th. A great priest, the Archdiocese, a brilliant man, a man of deep faith. And so our prayers with uh, the entire Headley family. You know, his and his last message, which will be on the Mass book, I, I previewed it, uh, was he talking about what's the most important thing, love. Love is love. But then his last line was, and I love all of you to the people of St. Mary of the Woods. He was always talking about relationships, relationships, yeah. connecting the mystery of God with our lives. We have a great program lined up again, 312-255-8408. The Institute for Pastoral Leadership the University of St. Mary of the Lake Mundelein Seminary serves the ongoing education and formation needs of the ordained, both priests and deacons, as well as the initial and ongoing formation of the laity and vowed religious. Our guest via, I want to say more than phone, but we have this new technique we have right. going on, like live streaming, is Dr. Linda Corey, is the director of the Institute for Pastoral Leadership. Linda, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you calling from your office up there? No, this is from my house. From your house. <laughs> now, you have yeah. been involved as the, the director of the Institute for how long, Linda? Uh, Twelve years. Wow. Twelve years. And before long this time. position, you were doing what? In this position, I'm doing what? Is no, what b- before this position 12 years ago. What oh, okay, I was, this? Uh, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and so for a while with the church I was doing youth ministry work, and before that I was in uh, practice at a community mental health center. So you actually did youth ministry for how many years? I did youth ministry for about two years at St. Philip the Apostle under Monsignor Dempsey. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, up in Northfield there. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe for our listeners for a moment, Linda, what, what is the Institute for Pastoral Leadership and how long has it been around? 
So the Institute for Pastoral Leadership is located up at the University of St. Mary the Lake Mundelein Seminary. It's one of four institutes that are attached to the university. So there's the Institute for Pastoral Leadership, Diaconal Studies, Instituto de Literasco Pastoral, and the Liturgical Institute. And Cardinal George had moved these, these were once programs, but he had moved them up to the university um, of St. Mary the Lake in the seminary because he saw formation as being so important and all the resources and all the teachers were up there. So our programs were moved there and then we became institutes. And, and Father Karchi, the rector there, and the Cardinal are very supportive. Where do you think their support comes from? How do they see the Connect now? Well, I really believe that both Father Karchi and the Cardinal, as well as everybody at the um, seminary and the university, recognize the importance that the laity plays right now, especially in terms of the church and its future, especially how it relates to Renew My Church and all the ways in which the laity are just really dying to participate mm. um, and are called by God. It's, I often put it this way, it's, it's as if there's an army of lay people out there who are just waiting to be formed, they're dying to know more, they're thirsting for the faith, and it's how can we bring those together with our ordained, um, whether they're deacons or priests, and with our religious so that we're all using the gifts of the Holy Spirit to come together to build the body of Christ. I think, Linda, you're really onto something mm -hmm. important. We talk about the importance of the laity. I always tell people, by our baptism, we are called to serve one another in different ways. And we just can't stress enough the great work you do. Maybe just for a moment, why are both Cardinal Supich and Father Karchi so interested in and supportive of the Institute ministry, Missions and Ministry? Well, I think both of them recognize the baptismal call, as well as their, both of them interact with the laity and are, are really dependent upon the laity in a lot of ways. I know Father Karchi is extremely devoted to the idea that the laity are extremely integral to the formation of seminarians. So this is why they've instituted the simulation programs, the Tolton Teaching Parish programs, because he's devoted to the idea that the laity really helped to form these men into the best priests they can possibly be, as well as the priests are going to be working mostly with the laity, and in addition to that, with, with often with women. So I and see, think I think now, Linda, then that's a very critical point that can't be stated enough. That is, I always will tell newly ordained priests and seminarians, you know, gentlemen, you will spend a great part of your time on staffs where more than half your staff will be women. And you better learn now to be able to be a team player and the wisdom of women to, as part of that initiative. And I think it's so critical because even in, in typically in any parish, more than half the ministers or uh, volunteers are women, and they bring tremendous gifts to share with the community. My wife would say, you want to get it right, ask a woman to right. do it. It's right. And also, it goes to this complementarity of, that's so much talked about in Theology of the Body. So one of the classes that I teach is entirely based around this idea of neurological and cognitive um, brain differences that exist between men and women and how that complementarity can really build a strong foundation. And I find the men to be fascinated with it because the more that they really understand the biological 
um, foundations of how our, our brains work and how our spirits work. So they're very, very supportive in terms of understanding this, uh, even on a scientific level, and how we come together. When I was at um, Mundelein Seminary, I was ordained back in 1979, so 100 years ago, mm. that one of the highlights for me was every weekend spending time in parish, uh, doing uh, internship at Church of the Holy Spirit, and involved with the laity, just I was able to learn from them so that any seminarian or priest going into a parish, I tell them, you go in as a teacher, but also you go in as a learner. Learn exactly. from the laity, uh, the men and the women. Mark, take us to break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, on your dial, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago and see... You said that so very well. Well, because I want them to see you in your full (laughs) glory here, sitting here. Uh, And we're with Dr. Linda Corey. We'll continue our discussion on the Institute for Pastoral Leadership. And my question when we come back, Linda, will be, you said yes to this position. I'm curious as to why. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. back. Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to YouTube 
dot com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with that's Dr. a nice uh, shirt and tie you have on today. This is actually a Misericordia tie that our daughter gave me one Father's Day, and there, you can see the little their logo is red, but this is more for the Irish, the little green hearts. You're very sharp today. Thank you. Very, very unusual. <laughs> Thank you. And you look the same, black, black, <laughs> yeah, okay, black. So what, what do I want to wear today? <laughs> what black shirt do I want to put on? So. <laughs> So, Linda, we're trying to get serious here. Okay, so Dr. Linda Corey, my question before we took the break was, you know, you're in a very unique position of kind of encouragement, enlightenment, um, education, uh, spiritual growth for folks. Why did you say yes to this position? How did it come about, and why did you say yes? Well, the reason... I said yes, as of course, because I was called to do this. It's always a mysterious thing how we're, we're called, and it, it attaches to a tattered history for me, for sure. But I, at one point, I really did feel called. But I will say this, as a person, I've always been extremely um, curious and extremely spiritual. And once I came back to the Catholic faith, I just realized that it was a treasure trove for my for my spirit, for my brain, for everything. And I, I often think of the scripture passage where, you know, Jesus says, I'll give you the living water, mm-hmm. you know, not just these little things that'll end up satisfying you for a minute. But once I really attached myself to the faith again, I realized that it's just this this deep sea that keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like that thing, the more you know, the the less you know. So I said yes, because I, I have to admit, in the most um, selfish of ways, it, it slakes my thirst on all different levels, intellectual, human, spiritual. But in this, in this position, I feel like I'm also serving the church. Mm-hmm and really helping to bring people together in all of their unique gifts that the Holy Spirit has given them so we can work together as the body of Christ. I see it happening. As the both of you began, you were speaking of this wonderful priest and how so much he focused on relationships. And the more I'm involved in this work, I realize the true grace of the program is just bringing people together that thirst and once they meet each other, the Holy Spirit just starts flapping its wings or his wings or her wings, and the grace just brings them together, and everybody is uplifted. And many times it's, it's we, just have to, uh, we just have to get out of the way. There's a great line from that Lennon song, life is what happened while I was making other plans. It's yes. A, it's so true. We think we are in, in control. Along the lines of uh, Mark's question for you, Linda, is... In the work that you do, in the years you've been doing it now at Mundelein in the ministry, what do you find to be the most rewarding aspect of your work and (laughs) the most challenging? Okay, so challenging is probably the um, first one that I can speak of. I think in general through all of um, life history since the fall, it's, it's challenging to bring people together so that they can actually work it it's the the goodwill is there but oftentimes to make the connections is difficult so sometimes what i find challenging is just the fact that there's so many willing 
laity to serve, but sometimes they don't know how to click into the system. Mm -hmm. And as a social worker, I've been trained in systems thinking, and sometimes it drives me crazy because I'm like, parishes need volunteers and they need educated laity. Priests need this. I'm not sure why the connection doesn't happen because it's not a supply and demand problem. Mm -hmm. So that's utterly frustrating to me and very challenging to figure out. Um, So I really have just resorted to the best thing, which is prayer, because goodness knows no matter how many ways I try to think about it, it doesn't seem to make the connections necessarily happen. So that's that's definitely the most frustrating. What's the most rewarding is the people of God and meeting them, whether it be a seminarian, um, a lot of the people that are called to the lay leadership program, just knowing these people and being amazed by just all these people that God has created and how they're called toward him and how they're, they're called back to home and how we can all come together. It's just, it's so rewarding and so never ending. And see, part of it, Linda, as you're speaking, I remember, I think part of it is that relationship piece. And some of that relationship piece is, do we all have to agree on everything? I remember of happy memory, Sister Dolores Brooks, who was a pastoral associate at St. Clement's, but she's also a member of the Eighth Day Center. I was at the seminary working. I was there ordination day. She's out in front of the cathedral protesting, saying we need women priests. And we just we ch- chatted for about 20 minutes, a big hug and a kiss, and I walked back in, and I heard the woman next to her saying, who was that? Oh, Mark, he's he works at the seminary. Well, guess what? We had deep effect, and guess what? She she anointed my dad uh, the day he died at Columbus Hospital, and uh, and I thought, wait a minute. That's part of who we need to be. We need to be open to the idea nobody has the definitive answer of what church is. And we need to be open and accept folks at their levels because then get what happens. Then you're doing things out of love. You're not doing things out of here's my agenda and here's yours and who's going to win. And also I think along those lines is I've always battled clericalism. It's not us versus you. It is a we. All of us together, we're the people of God. We are, here's a great line that says, we are pilgrim people and pilgrims do not build cement tents. We're always on a journey, mm-hmm. and we're moving forward. I forgot who gave that line, but it's a great, great line. And for maybe just a moment before we go, before we go to break, Linda, is what specific programs does IPL offer? So in general, what we have is uh, our Hallmark program, which has been around for 40 years, which is our lay formation program. It used to be called Called and Gifted, and then it was lay formation mm-hmm. program. Now it's called Lay Leadership. And this is the most amazing program because it's for anybody who just finds themselves wanting more. Whether they want to learn more about the doctrine of the faith or they want to know more about the gifts of the Holy Spirit or they just want to find a like community of people who are on fire and become disciples. So this is the program that brings these people together. And it's the one where I actually see grace just grace upon grace upon grace happening. So this is the lay leadership program, as well as we have the um, Masters of Arts and Pastoral Studies for those who wish to actually gain a master's degree in pastoral studies. We have a doctor of ministry program, which is fabulous. The and Dimian, the lay yeah. So all program. under one umbrella. Yeah, all under one umbrella. And then, then we bring them together. We bring all of these people together 
for liturgy, for formation days, in order to strengthen those relationships in that body of Christ. And then we also try to bring them together with the men that we're forming to be priests, because it's in those face-to-face interactions that those relationships begin to develop. That's going to, uh, we're going to take a little break, and what, uh, when we come back, if you can elaborate on that, on what, the, what are the dynamics that you see as the seminarians and young priests work with the laity in your program. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Greg uses a rotary phone to dial those numbers. <laughs> we go to YouTube, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Dr. Linda Curry in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847- Five four six five seven three three. Before, during, and after COVID nineteen, Catholic Charities is here for you. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy to understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the Sacred Scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy.
We're back. WNDZ 750 AM dial. Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408 or go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here uh, assisting him with... Uh, Linda's uh, been a great guest. Well, yeah, and I think what's fascinating about what you're doing, Linda, is you're also modeling for the guys at the seminary a woman in leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need to see that, and they also need to see it's a collaborative relationship. So maybe could you share a little bit, maybe, you know, maybe a moment or two with the seminarians where you thought, ah, this is finally making sense to me. Oh, I can absolutely talk about this. It has to do with how I how I teach, and as I enter into the classroom. I really see it as being a time for us just to share our deepest thoughts on our experiences. So I see it much more as a relationship. It Mm -hmm. isn't like a lecture. You know, there's a little bit of stuff, but it's more like what's going on with you guys and really creating a comfortable atmosphere in which people don't feel judged and people can express themselves, you know, Uh, clearly without necessarily feeling evaluated. I think oftentimes the seminarians are in a position where they feel so evaluated all the time Mm -hmm. that they can try to be too careful about what they say. And when you open up the situation to say, hey, we're all learning. So for me, the, the aha moments for me are when we get deeply into, especially I have to admit the most amazing things right now are when we talk about the elephant in the room which would be the difference between, let's say, those who have a more conservative bent and those that have a more liberal bent. Mm-hmm. And the inability to dialogue at this point has become literally so impossible in the last few years. And these are the, these are the most important conversations to have, but everybody's so frightened all the time of being judged. So really just setting up an environment in which we can respectfully dialogue be open to conversion and not necessarily peg people into these buckets right away. Because I do believe that that's where the devil's playground is right now. So to get it out in the open and um, not allow ourselves to not listen to people because we've suddenly said, oh, they're too traditional or, oh, they're too liberal. But that's that's the elephant in the room. So mm-hmm. I do. So I think, yeah, Linda, you are you are right on target. And that is. Uh, yeah. People have a tendency to dig in their heels, take sides, and there's no, and you lose that sense of dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's not a, it's a talking at, not talking with. And also, I, I love the word you use, conversion. And again, the best definition of conversion I've ever heard is conversion is not so much the miracle of the moment, but the task of a lifetime. We are always yes. converting and moving into something more. In just the last couple of minutes here, Linda, how can people find out more or apply to be part of the program? So one of the things I'd like to say in our last few minutes is that this is a special year for us at the Institute for Pastoral Leadership because we have some scholarship funds available, wow, which is always great. extremely helpful. And, you know, when these when these windfalls happen, we're like, yay. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, there is some scholarship money available for people to be able to do this program. The easiest way to find us is just to go to usml.edu and then start navigating the website. You go to the institutes, etc. Give, give us that website right one more now. time. 
Yeah. And Give so it. you go to the Institute's Institute for Pastoral Leadership and continue to kind of work your way through until you get to lay leadership. And then you call us. And I think that's the easiest thing to do. You can talk to a live person without a big menu of things to go through. And what would be the phone number, Linda? What would be the best number so to get? The 847 837 Four five five five. One more time. So that's going to be eight four seven eight three seven four five five five. That's going to directly connect to my line. It'll probably go to voicemail, and at that point, somebody will get back to you right away. But it's mostly that we want to spend time talking to you. What even made you call? Mm-hmm. What's the inspiration to even do this? And then boom, boom, boom. The Holy Spirit just takes over. I'm a little so biased. That's the best way. I'm a little biased, but don't forget if they end up taking classes up at the seminary, what a beautiful environment. Oh, the oh campus is gorgeous. You know, just to walk the lake and be part of those grounds. I spent four beautiful years there, but I want to thank in a very special way Dr. Linda Curry, who is the director of the Institute for Pastoral Leadership. Linda, thank you for being a tremendous guest this first half hour. Um, you are you articulate so well connecting the need for the uh, clergy and lady to work together. We are all together the body of Christ. And thanks for answering that call. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You're listening to WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Father Greg Sackwitz, along with Mark Teresi, 312-255-8408, or go to youtube.com slash Chicago. We'll be back after a couple of minutes, and again, do not touch that dial. <laughs> 